I'm Paul Wagner. Join me as I dig deep into the mysterious case of the Potomac River Rapist. Listen to Unknown Subject, Season 3 of WTOP's award-winning American Nightmare podcast series, available now wherever you get your podcasts. And this changed in D.C. This is Kyle Cooper. Also this morning. Maryland is investing big bucks to help companies get workers for infrastructure projects. In Annapolis, I'm John Dome. But residents are saying about reported failures at D.C.'s housing authority. There needs to be a major overhaul. I'm Mike Marilla. Big time down day on Wall Street Friday. Good morning. One o'clock. This is CBS News on the Hour. Presented by Indeed.com. I'm Eric Rubin in New York. It's a contentious race that could help determine which party controls the U.S. Senate. A debate on News Nation between Georgia Senator Raphael Warnock and his Republican challenger Herschel Walker. They clashed over inflation. Warnock here calling out Walker. He said he would not have voted for the Inflation Reduction Act, and I think he should tell the people of Georgia why he thinks they should have expensive insulin and why the pharmaceutical companies should be able to charge us whatever they like. Walker responded with... This inflation has gotten worse. They uh, cut our energy uh, independence. They also raised taxes. And at the same time, they're reckless spending all our money. They also debated abortion, and Walker again denied allegations he paid for a woman's abortion. In North Carolina, Raleigh police still haven't revealed the motive in the shooting that killed five people. Elise Preston reports the 15-year-old suspect is in critical condition. Officers eventually contained the alleged 15-year-old gunman in a house two miles away. He was taken into custody in critical condition from an apparent self-inflicted gunshot wound. His older brother, 16-year-old James Thompson, is among the dead along with 34-year-old Mary Marshall, off-duty Raleigh police officer Gabriel Torres, and Susan Carnitz, a mother of three. Former President Trump responds to the January 6th committee after its vote to subpoena him. Scott McFarland reports. As the crowd grew outside the Capitol, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi is warned. Then-President Trump had considered coming to join them. I would come to like punch him out. I just want to know I would pay the figure. I'm waiting for this, for trespassing on the Capitol grounds. I want to punch him out. I'm going to go to jail. I'm going to be happy. The Speaker was later shown on the phone with Vice President Pence, who was a target of some of the rioters. She checked on his safety and warned him. Don't let anybody know where you are. The January 6th committee showed parts of the video minutes before voting to subpoena the former president, who responded in a rambling 14-page letter, never saying whether he'd comply. Elon Musk has reached out to the Defense Department for funding. CBS's Jim Crisula explains. Elon Musk says his rocket company SpaceX cannot indefinitely fund its Starlink Internet service in Ukraine. It has helped the country's civilians and military stay online during the war with Russia. It has also provided crucial battlefield communications for Ukrainian military forces. And the United States is sending an additional $725 million in military assistance to Ukraine. Secretary of State Antony Blinken said that in a statement Friday night. This is CBS News. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Their end-to-end hiring system helps you attract, interview, and hire candidates all in the same place. Visit Indeed.com credit. They're pounding on the door. They're calling on the phone. It's the collectors. It's those credit cards you ran up trying to start your business. Now you found out that a DBA hurts the family and brings the pain home. For over 40 years, Ray Reynolds has helped customers get millions in credit. 
When you hire your local Certipro painters, you get the power of doing it right. Detailed project proposals, excellent customer service, and trusted professionals who get the job done on time and on budget. The power of experience. We're kings of the scaffolding and pros with the stucco. We've been there, done that. Get your project started at Certipro.com and get the power of pro. Each Certipro painter's business is independently owned and operated. WTLB at 103. Good Saturday morning. We've made it to the weekend, everybody. Welcome in. October 15th, 2022. Clear chilly. This overnight early morning. Patchy fog by daybreak on Saturday. 40s and 50s for the low. We're at 49 right now. Good morning to you. I'm Dean Blaine. We thank you for taking us along for your weekend morning ride. Toppy, the local stories we're looking at for you as we do head into this weekend morning Saturday together on WTOP. Breaking news on WTOP. Word locally this morning that a man was shot by an Arlington County police officer in the Sherlington area last night, Friday night. Police say they received a call just after 7.30 Friday evening for a man firing a gun apparently in front of a house on Sherlington Road near 22nd Street. When police arrived, they say they found the man outside with a gun. Officers say they then asked him to drop his gun. He instead raised it. One officer shot the man. The man has been taken to the local hospital. No officers were injured. Investigators, meantime, continue looking for what caused a fire at the oldest church in Arlington this week. The fire that happened at Mount Olivet United Methodist Church started in the early hours Friday morning yesterday on North Glebe Road. Near 15th Street, the Arlington County Fire Department says flames at the time ripped through the roof of the church, but firefighters quickly put them out. No injuries reported, luckily. No one was in the church at the time of the fire. Heads up from WTOP this weekend morning, there will be no worship service in the building this weekend Sunday. The pastor says there will be an outside service on the green at 11. When a fire starts in a home, it really helps if firefighters know who might be inside. Now, to that end, a local county is encouraging residents to create profiles so firefighters have important details in case there is an emergency. A homeowner's profile might include, for example... If you have somebody in your home that is visually impaired or hard of hearing or perhaps bedridden or mobility limited, uh, you can put that into the into the app. John Morrison with Fairfax County Fire says with businesses... They may provide us with things like their evacuation plans, uh, where offices may be if people work unique hours. To sign up at WTOP.com, search fire. In Alexandria, there's a similar setup called Smart 911. Christy King, WTOP News. WTOP at 106. It has been more than 120, count them, 120 years since this got an update. It's D.C.'s criminal code put in place by members of Congress in 1901. We still had people who had owned slaves serving in Congress. Um... That's not who should determine what our criminal code is. City Councilman Charles Allen says the revision, which has taken about 16 years to craft, gets rid of mandatory minimum sentences. Mandatory minimums are not the best practice. Uh, it's kind of a failed policy that has actually led to the district being the leader in the nation of mass incarceration. Allen is recommending the current minimum for first-degree murder be kept. A final vote expected in November. Kyle Cooper, WTOP News. Now to the fallout from that bombshell story this week at ESPN about Commander's owner Dan Snyder continuing in our area. Included in this story, details about the team's struggles to build that new stadium. Asked about that locally at a news conference Friday, Maryland's Governor Larry Hogan put the blame squarely on the team itself. It's frustrating. I mean, we had... Uh, a couple of we were, you know, very close to you know, reach an agreement with them on a 
beautiful new stadium years and years ago, but it's you know, they keep getting off track. They thought they were going to Virginia. Virginia, you know, backed off and refused to give them any money. They thought they were going to D.C. and D.C. didn't want to do it. And so they're still, they're still Marylanders and they're still paying taxes. Hogan says he has not read the article yet to comment on other, anything else. Now he, here is how he responded to a follow-up question to that. I'm actually a Ravens fan. <laughs> <laughs> it's well documented Hogan was a fan of the Washington team as he grew up in Prince George's County. When tragedy strikes, so does a daughter's thirst for revenge. Washington National Opera presents Richard Strauss's hauntingly beautiful Electra in a sleek new production with superstar soprano Christine Gerke in the title role. Fasten your seatbelt for this power-packed masterpiece inspired by the Greek tale and performed by a renowned international cast. October 29th through November 12th in the Kennedy Center Opera House. Tickets at kennedy-center.org. It's Saturday, October 15th. Welcome to the weekend, everybody. 108 in the morning on WTC. Slow or clogged drains? Call Michael and Son and get $100 off a train cleaning today. Good weather on the 8th, and when it breaks, a very good morning to Ian Crawford in the WTOP Traffic Center. Hello there, Dino. We're going to start with new activity in the district. A couple of callers pointing out the new crash northbound on DC 295 after Benning Road, just before you get to the ramps for Burroughs Avenue, blocking the right lane. No word if we have any first responders on scene yet. The first caller indicated right, right before, right after my last report, that they weren't there yet. They may be on scene now, and they may have taken more real estate. Staying left at any rate, northbound on D.C. 295 as you approach Nanny Helen Burroughs Avenue, heading toward Eastern Avenue. The rest of the district is in good shape in Maryland. The crash is going to be on the, the Baltimore-Washington Parkway. It is northbound over the top of the Capitol Beltway. Don't have any lane specifics on this one yet, but the delays are pretty apparent as you approach those ramps for I-495. Pass that you are good, and then 95 between the beltways runs without delay. Into Virginia, or trying to get into Virginia, on the outer loop of the Capitol Beltway. From about River Road, you're still pretty gummed up trying to get past the trying to get into the work zone, which is on the Virginia side of the American Legion Bridge. Outer loop down to a single left lane near the George Washington Memorial Parkway. It'll stay that way to a point just beyond Georgetown Pike before you get all your travel lanes back. But again, getting into it is quite a chore. And if you've got a plan B in your back pocket, use that instead. On the Virginia side, on 95 between the Springfield Interchange and Fredericksburg, we are good. However, northbound are still with delays, trying to get through Spotsylvania for the work zone. Right lane getting by there. 395 southbound work zones after Seminary Road, and then again near Edsel Road with two left lanes getting by in each case. 66, the westbound work is going to be after 123, closer to Route 50, exit 57, with a right lane getting by there. Eastbounders after 29 Gainesville and 29 Centerville. It's a left lane to get by the work. And then near Nutley Street, the right lane gets you by the work with stoppage as possible and the ramp from eastbound 66 to the inner loop out of commission for the ongoing work. Ian Crawford, WTOP Traffic. We've got clear conditions, and with sunshine coming our way here at sunrise at 718, look for temperatures in the 40s right now to continually warm up into the 50s and 60s through the morning. And then this afternoon, lots of sunshine, temperatures in the mid to upper 70s. On Sunday, sunshine in the morning, clouds in the afternoon, rain showers developing Sunday night, rain likely here on Monday with a cold front, and then chilly weather coming in here for Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday of next week. We're talking highs in the 50s. I'm Storm Team 4 meteorologist Ryan Miller. We're at 54 degrees at the wharf in D.C., 54 Oxon Hill, 45 in Sterling this morning. 
It's 49 and holding at our nation's capital. Wanting them our Saturday morning, October 15th. The weekend's here, everybody. We've made it. Welcome in. Glad you're spending part of it this early morning with WTOP. This check brought to you by Long Fence. Save 15% on Long Fence decks, pavers, and fences. Go to longfence.com today and schedule your free in-home estimate. The Invasion of Ukraine. Updates and analysis 24-7, 365. Washington's top news, 103.5 FM and WTOP.com. The latest in just moments this 1 a.m. half hour on WTOP Saturday morning. Stay with The average home sells for over the asking price, and with Orchard's win-win program, you can win twice. Here's how. Win number one, Orchard can make you a guaranteed cash offer for your home. Next, Orchard handles the sale of your old home, including upgrades, listing, and showing. Win number two, Orchard not only guarantees the sale of your home when it's sells for more than your cash offer, you keep the extra. You win again. Get a no-cost, no-obligation offer at Orchard.com. Orchard.com. You're with Dean Lane on WTOP. The following is a paid commercial message. This is Bishop Michael Burbage of the Catholic Diocese of Arlington. Recently, we had the great privilege of celebrating the annual Mass for people with disabilities. While we all face challenges in our lives... The vast majority of us, by the grace of God, are able to go about our daily routines without the hardships that so many of our brothers and sisters with intellectual and developmental disabilities face. Their courage, their strength, and often their pure joy in the face of adversity should be a lesson for all of us. We thank the caregivers whose patience, perseverance, and endless love allow those under their care as much as possible to lead lives as God intended. May we pray for those who enrich our lives and our communities by showing us how to overcome obstacles with authentic joy and determination. This is WTOP News. That's Saturday morning. It's the weekend, everybody. October 15th, 1.13 in the morning on WTOP. Glad you're with us this early hour. Welcome in. Now to the latest of the war between Russia and Ukraine. We've been talking about the controversy going on this week that Ukraine now finds itself in with Elon Musk, the head of SpaceX, saying now the company which donated its Starlink system to Ukraine's military now says they can no longer afford to pay for them, to use it, and wants instead the Pentagon to take over the payments. In the meantime, Ukraine has a war to fight, and WTOP national security correspondent J.J. Green this morning with details on how it's going. There has been one blow after another, but Ukraine is standing up to it, and their United Forces commander, Sergei Naiv, said that over 40,000 women are serving in the armed forces of Ukraine. 8,000 of them are officers. 5,000 of these women are participating in active combat areas, including their commanding batteries, platoons, vehicles, commanding aircraft units, and even working as snipers. The armed forces of Ukraine has already liberated 1,600 settlements, 1,620 to be exact, they say, from Russian troops, and they're continuing to liberate more. And now we're getting news According to the Financial Times, they may liberate Kherson as soon as next week. That publication citing Western military experts believe this could happen, and it could happen right on the bank of the Dnipro River. In the meantime, Russia says its mobilization is about over. 200,000 men are being sent to fight. Many of them are dying immediately as soon as they get there. This could be a long, bloody fight, but Ukraine says it's digging in. 
and it's prepared for it. JJ, there is a strong sense winter is going to hit Ukraine pretty hard this year. So what is being done to deal with that? You remember the days before this war started, and those were days when we were talking about whether or not Ukraine could survive this. This is going to be another stiff existential challenge for Ukraine. It's clear the Russian strategy is to use winter to try to break the resolve of Ukrainians. But Andrei Sadovny, he is the mayor of Lviv. He told journalists, we have to brace for hard times. He said winter is coming and with it perhaps the worst ever for our country. And he said, stock up on firewood. Buy heaters, insulate where you can. And basically what they're saying in Ukraine is they're going to use every single thread or shred of anything they can to keep warm to make sure that they can survive this winter because this winter is going to tell the tale of this war. The latest on the war between Ukraine and Russia. That's WTOP National Security Correspondent J.J. Green and a conversation with Sean and Hillary. You are listening to 103.5 FM and WTOP.com. Sports at 15 and 45, powered by Red River. Technology decisions aren't black and white. Think red. Once again this Saturday morning, here's Frank. Navy football went on the road and falls at SMU 40-34. Navy was actually up 14-13, but then SMU ran off 20 straight points, and that was uh, certainly the difference. So Navy falls to 2-4 and four on the season after losing at SMU. Big day of college football, of course, on Saturday. Maryland football on the road in Big Ten play, visiting Indiana. Also in action, Virginia Tech faces uh, Miami. Howard will play Harvard at Audi Field on Saturday afternoon. Wizards lose at the Knicks, 105-89, preseason finale for the Wiz. Rui Hachimura, 20 points off the bench for D.C. Now their season opener for the Wizards is next Wednesday at Indiana. Home opener is next Friday versus the Chicago Bulls. Baseball playoffs of note, the Phillies beat the Braves 9-1. Reese Hoskins, three-run homer. Bryce Harper, former national, two-run homer and a double that played it a run. That best-of-five series is now in favor of the Phillies, 2-1. They can close things out later on today. Another best of five, Cleveland and the Yankees now even at 1-1 ALDS. Cleveland beat the Yankees 4-2. Frank Hanrahan, WTOP Sports. Thanks, Frankie. 117, Saturday morning on WTOP. Top stories we're following. Democratic Senator Raphael Warnock and his Republican opponent, retired football player Herschel Walker, debated last night in Savannah, Georgia. The debate coming amid a hectic final push by the two candidates to win over undecided voters. Police in Raleigh, North Carolina say the 15-year-old this week accused in Thursday night's mass shooting there took the life of his older brother at the time. Four other people, the teen is in critical condition now, they say, after investigators say he shot himself. And the Justice Department is asking an appeals court to end the special master's role in the Mar-a-Lago classified documents investigation. Stay with WTOP for more on these developing stories in just minutes. Saturday morning, October 15th, where the time now is 1.18. Good morning. Traffic and weather on the 8th and when it breaks through the overnight early mornings. First, as always, over to Ian Crawford in the WTOP Traffic Center. Right back into Maryland and our reported crash over the top of Beltway on the GW Parkway northbound. Whatever was there apparently is out of the roadway. The delays have ebbed quite quickly, and that one, if not gone, may be out of the roadway. With caution, though, for whatever may remain as you try to make your way toward Greenbelt northbound on the parkway heading over the top of the Capitol Beltway. On the outer loop of the Beltway, trying to get into Virginia from Maryland after River Road, still in delays, though the delay, the back line getting closer and closer to the Legion Bridge. A single left lane once you get into Virginia 
It's a very, very sluggish ride on the on the uh, outer loop of the Capitol Beltway, and it's going to be that way pretty much all night long with the ongoing work near exit 43. On the rest of the Maryland Road, we're actually in fairly decent shape. We head into Virginia ourselves, and we find the work zone on 395 southbound in a couple of spots. You'll find one near Seminary Road, and then you'll find one near Edsel Road. In each case, you'll be getting by two lanes to the left. On 95, the northbound work before Spotsylvania is a single right lane to get by. That's been a, a, a bit of a thing to get by in the early morning hours. 66, westbound, the work after 123 is right lane getting by. Eastbounders, the big one is going to be after Nutley Street. That's where right lane is getting by with stoppages possible there. In the district, callers finding our crash activity, DC 295, northbound before Burroughs Avenue, blocking the right side. Ian Crawford, WTOP Traffic. Clear conditions and chilly weather across the area. 40s this morning, 50s and 60s heading towards lunch, and then mid to upper 70s with sunshine into the afternoon. On Sunday, sunshine in the morning, clouds in the afternoon, close to 70 degrees. Rain showers coming in here Sunday night, lingering into the Monday forecast, and then colder weather coming in here for next week. I'm Storm Team 4's Ryan Miller. We're at 54 degrees at Tyson's Corner, 51 in Crofton, 54 as well at LaFont Plaza. 49 and holding in our nation's capital. Saturday morning, 1 a.m. hour, October 15th, 2022. Glad you're with us here at WTOP. This check brought to you by Lynn the Plumber. Trusted same-day service, seven days a week. Check them out. Lynn the Plumber. The very latest on what we can expect from the flu this coming season as we turn to the medical page. Coming right up on WTOP. This is WTOP News. At 121 Saturday morning, welcome in. Members of the community did get a chance to weigh in on a new report from the federal government which was critical of D.C.'s Housing Authority. The community comments followed a private meeting recently between the city agency and its board. That fair and equal housing has not been given to the people. One by one, many people who live in D.C. public housing properties spoke out about the problems outlined in the report. That was Patricia Bishop, Marlene Child says at her building. We have um, corroded staircases, corroded bathrooms. HUD claimed DCHA failed to provide decent, safe, and sanitary housing for residents. Keisha McDougald says she reached out for months about her issues. There needs to be a major overhaul. The comments came after a discussion among board members and the agency over the report. That part of the meeting was not made public. Mike Marillo, WTOP News. WTOP at 122. For nine years, a man terrorized women across the D.C. region, breaking into homes and raping his victims before killing a brilliant young scientist in 1998. The more the victims resisted, the more violent he became. Then he suddenly stops, leaving police with a lot of clues and one unknown subject. I'm Paul Wagner. Join me for Unknown Subject, Season 3 of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast series, available now on all podcast platforms. You're with Dean Lane on WTOP. This is WTOP News. WTOP News Time, now 122. In health news this morning, the flu season is off to a rip-roaring start. The CDC says this morning it's already making moves across the country and that the southeast and south-central U.S. are being hit the hardest right now. The agency's director thinks it's a bad sign, and we could, they believe, be dealing with a potentially severe flu season. Not great news. This morning, CBS Medical contributor Dr. David Agus on why this flu season could be such a rough one. 
Over the last two, three years, we've all stayed indoors and there has been very little flu in the country. So there's not a lot of immunity going around. In addition, most people didn't go to their doctor's office and get their annual flu shot over the last couple of years. So we are susceptible to much more serious illness because of less immunity in our country. And I think that's a major issue. You couple that with when we look in Australia, they had a pretty bad season. And classically, we model what happened in the Southern Hemisphere before it came here. So that's all a perfect storm now with our new going out interacting. And what we're seeing is pediatric ICUs across the country are starting to fill up. And it's really scary. It's not COVID, it's flu and RSV, another different virus. People have been so used to dealing with COVID. Some people are overwhelmed and done with it, but the flu can be deadly. I mean, the flu is serious business. Can you elaborate on why it's important to get vaccinated? You know, in a good year, only 40,000 people die of the flu. In a bad year, it's 80 to 90,000. So the flu is a major issue and can cause complications. If you get the flu, and you survive, which most people do, your rate of heart disease and cancer a decade from now are elevated from all the inflammation associated with the flu. So we need to all get that flu shot. It's not like the COVID shot where you could be knocked for a day and there's you know lots of fever and chills. It's remarkably well tolerated. We know it is safe and we've been doing it for many, many years. So everybody needs to get that flu shot. And most of the time it can stop the flu or it can temper it down so it's just a mild illness. And I think that's critical. We all need to build up some immunity. It's very easy to get it. Go to your local doctor's office, go to your pharmacy and get it. What else would you like to leave us with here in our final 30 seconds? We're in an amazing time now and that we're all going back to a new normal. At the same time, we can't just let our shoulders down. The flu shot's important. The COVID booster is important. We need to keep immunity up so we can all live well with the virus rather than hide from it. On the medical page with the latest concerning this predicted flu season, that's CBS medical contributor Dr. David Agus talking with Hillary and Sean. You are listening to 103.5 FM and WTOP.com. The time now is 125. Money News at 25 and 55. Jeff here to wrap your business week. The Dow lost 404 points Friday. It still gained just over 1% for the week. Kroger is acquiring Albertsons for $25 billion. Kroger owns Harris Teeter. Albertsons owns Safeway. U.S. retail spending was unchanged in September with sales falling in seven of 13 categories. The University of Michigan's Consumer Sentiment Survey shows economic optimism rose to a six-month high this month. Jeff Claybone, WTOP News. True economic equity and inclusion starts with empowerment. At Melwood, a leading employer, advocate, and preferred service provider for people with disabilities, we're committed to building a world where people with disabilities are fully included, starting with employment. When more people are empowered through employment, all of society benefits, and we can build a more sustainable, innovative and equitable economy. Melwood is here to educate and partner with individuals and organizations to build a more inclusive workforce, develop pipelines, and provide strategies for equitable recruitment, hiring, and retention of people with disabilities. This is National Disability Employment Awareness Month, so ask yourself, What's your role in the equity equation? To learn more about how your company can diversify its workforce by recruiting and hiring people with disabilities, visit www.melwood.org. That's M-E-L-W-O-O-D.org. This episode is brought to you by Zelle. Whenever you're sending money through an app or online, it's important to do it safely. Here are a few helpful tips. First, always make sure you know and trust the person you're sending money to. 
Second, confirm you have entered their contact details correctly. And finally, if you don't trust the person or your recipient is rushing you to send money right away, think twice before sending money through an app or online.